you have to really think about, do you want to go any further in dating this man? You can't help when you are in love to feel that they want the same things that you do. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Each week, I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship issue or concern, or I have a guest that talks about what they're doing related to dating, relationships, love, etc. Sometimes I have a discussion with myself about any issue related to all things love and relationships. And today is the day I have a guest who is Brienne. Brienne is 55 years old, was married to Jim for 12 years, and she has twins. She's now divorced and wanted to come on with us today to share her experience of marrying someone who did not want to have children. Additionally, Brienne wants to know how best to avoid getting into a relationship where she feels she has to constantly compromise to keep the peace and also how to overcome her tendency to avoid red flags. So welcome, Brienne. Hi. Hi there. So nice of you to join us today and talk about your experience. I love this because I think that everyone learns from other people's experiences. And for people who might be considering marriage with someone where children is a, a bone of contention, perhaps, or there isn't agreement, I think it's so, so valuable and so welcome. Um, Please tell me, yeah, give me some background on your marriage. I understand we just talked a little bit before we came on today that this was your first marriage? Yes. And how old were you at the time? Uh, 26. Okay. And tell me about how that came about that you got married, how uh, the discussion about children, all of that. Kind of give us the lowdown. Well, I um, had dated uh, Jim for a year before we started talking about marriage, and I still wasn't sure whether or not he wanted children, and I really didn't have the nerve to ask him, even though it was a deal breaker for me. So after a year, I did ask him, and he said he'd consider having one. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's see, five years later, after I had gotten a graduate degree, um, I said that I wanted to, you know, try to have a baby and we sort of, we had an argument about it and, um, he really wasn't as on board as he said he was in the beginning, which wasn't a whole lot anyway. Um, and so when I got pregnant, I got pregnant with twins, um, and I was delighted and Jim was not. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, after we had the twins, he, like a month later, he actually moved into get, the guest room and left me up nights to do the feedings for both of them and really just went about his business um, and interacted with them as, as not as little as possible because he did have his moments where we do things together as a family, but um, was not as involved as I had hoped he would be. Wow, that must have been so hard for you. What a hard time, I can imagine. Yeah, it was really hard. Um, and after a couple years, we, you know, I was unhappy um, with the situation and with him, and we went to, to counseling, and um, he was diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, which made it mm. even more complicated. Oh, very. Very. So this is a really interesting uh, situation. So prior to you uh, getting pregnant, you were married for five years. This is so interesting that, you know, he was diagnosed with NPD. What signs, if any, do you see in hindsight or were you even aware of at the time? Well, I think that um, when you're first dating and married, you sort of do live a self-centered existence and that's somewhat okay you know so we would we would meet after we both got off work we were both professionals and we'd talk about where to go for dinner or what to fix and who to have over and it was very much you know oh we seem to be on the same page and then um you know we had our disagreements but I'm consider myself to be fairly easygoing so I would kind of come around to his standpoint to keep the peace. And Mm -hmm. then when we had children, you know, it changed because especially with twins, you do need a second set of hands. And, you know, I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And how old are your children now? We're going over. Uh, 25. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so um, when it sounded like, sounds like, excuse me, it started pretty early on. I mean, right after you gave birth, he immediately changed. Well, he didn't change so much as um, he continued to be the person he was before. <laughs> I guess I was hoping he would change once he saw them. And but you know, he considered himself highly important and you know a vital part of his organization and he needed sleep and mm. he needed to provide for the family and you know that came first and didn't really see himself in a role as a you know father and and caring and supportive mm-hmm. so again this being a hard time for you when did you make some changes and talk about counseling and all of that um when the twins were two i um it was increasingly unhappy i stayed home with them which i love um but you know really it's an isolated existence when you're home with kids and um your husband doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to them or you he continues mm. with his hobbies and um you know that was hard and then so i talked to him about my being unhappy and he kind of said well if you're not happy you can leave he used to say there's the door which is very demeaning Ooh, yeah. um 
so so then we did decide to go to counseling and we went to four different therapists until finally um well two fired him and said they'd continue to work with me which i said i didn't want because i wanted to continue to work on the marriage and then um two basically said that it was just impossible for him to compromise or meet halfway or be the person i had hoped he would become um so that's when you know when they a few years later um i decided to leave Wow. So talk about uh, the experience of, you know, at that time, what was going through your mind, your head, your heart, and what now, in hindsight, you want to tell young women. Uh, now you have daughters who are 25. I'm sure you've been, you know, if they, if they allow you as a mom to <laughs> tell them about your experience and give advice. What are you wanting to let younger women know about your experience in this way? Well, I guess I don't have to tell um, my twins anything because they see how he is now and understand. But, um, you know, I think the most important thing I learned was that when you have a deal breaker and someone else isn't bought into that 100% or maybe 90%, um, and they say they're doing something for you, um, know that they may have resentment later or they may have bad feelings about doing it or may even blame you um, for talking them into something. I mean, there's plenty of great guys out there who want to be dads, and I would have been much better off had I <laughs> had I pursued having children with, with one of them. Mm-hmm. And you said that at the time... And, and even a question now, um, that perhaps you felt you were consistently compromising to keep the peace, and you had said in your note to me uh, how to avoid getting into relationships where you must do that. Right. I mean, anyone who's lived with someone with um, narcissistic personality disorder or borderline personality disorder knows the feeling of walking on eggshells and it's very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. as an adult when you know you know you're a pretty decent person and someone's Mm -hmm. telling you you're not but then to to bring two kids into that situation where it's actually shaping their view of themselves um Mm -hmm. you know it's not a good situation Mm -hmm. and when you decided to leave what was your situation at that time were you back at work how was that for you, that whole experience? No, I wasn't. Um, I had stayed home with them since they were born, so I really had given up my career um, to be with them, and my hope had been that I could continue to be with them until at least until they started school, mm-hmm. um, which I was able to do, but it was really scary and hard um, to get back into the working world as a single mom and orchestrate, you know, um, daycare and all of that. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, having someone who just wanted them every other weekend and sometimes would back out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And was he doing so it, do you feel? Really difficult. Yes. Was he doing it, do you feel, because he really wanted to be with them and see them or 
was it out of um, just kind of not sticking it to you, but I know with NPD, there is a lot that feels retaliatory or not genuine. Um, how was that part of it in caring, in co-parenting with young children? Um, I, I think that his focus had always been on his work. And when my focus was on my work and my new marriage, um, it wasn't an issue you know, hmm. because we would have friends over and we would both work and it wasn't that big of an issue, but it was only until we had two other human beings to take care of that I found he just um, wasn't able to kind of switch gears like most mm -hmm. people are mm -hmm. and incorporate children into our life. Mm -hmm. So in hindsight, what if you could have done something differently before you married, what would that have been? I guess um, when we reached the point about talking about seriously being together, that um, I should have asked about children much earlier on. Um, you know, that was really important to me. And I think there's probably a balance between asking too early and scaring someone away or, you know, I, I bet guys, there's plenty of guys who probably volunteer that information that, you know, they could see themselves as a father. I mean, the, the hard part was he was good with my nieces and nephews. So he looked like, you know, he may be mm -hmm. a great dad. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really hard to tell, but I guess just being clear on what you want and what you'll compromise on as far as big things like that um, and what you won't and really maybe to make that choice and know that you could sacrifice something. So had I known he absolutely did not want children um, and he was just basically doing it quote unquote for me, you know, I should have reevaluated the relationship at that point. Yeah, I, I am in agreement with that because I think there are certain things that you can compromise on and that is not one of them in, right. in terms of either, either if you really know you do not want them or if you know that you do because any, there is no such thing as a compromise in, in that particular situation and asking someone to do so is, can be a recipe for a, an unhappy marriage. So the only thing I would add to it, I believe, is that I think it's very important for women very early on to state what it is that they're looking to do in their life. And in a very early uh, dating situation, it's absolutely okay to quote-unquote scare that man off. Mm-hmm. Because a consumer will be scared if that is not something that he wants either in his life or he's not ready to do. So, for example, um, if you're first dating, I mean in the very early stages of dating, you want to get it across that you like children and are thinking about it. Now, you want to get it across in a way that it's not necessarily with him. Right. That it is just your view of your life and that this is something that you are going to do in your life. And that you are looking for someone eventually who is on board with that. And if 
he knows that he is not. Now, you don't say this part, but basically, if you hear anything other than, yeah, you know, I see myself with, you know, two kids or I see myself with kids someday, you have to really think about, do you want to go any further in dating this man? Because it could be depending on, of course, your age. Because at 22, this is a very different uh, discussion than it is at 32, at 37, you know, and sometimes older. Because it's, it's a more eminent thing that you want to know right away where is the man um, stationed in his life in terms of having children. But I don't believe that it's... Um, a scaring off is something you should ever worry about because it's your time is too valuable for anyone listening. That's my, that's my stance on it. Right. And I also think that you can be blinded by love, of course. So if, if the answer is sort of wishy-washy, but, (laughs) and you love the person, you might be like, well, that's great. He's going to, he said he would, consider having one is what he said. Yes. And then we had twins and he said seriously, um, you know, that I had only wanted one. And that was amazing to me that someone would even say that. (laughs) But also um, it just drove home the point that, you know, in retrospect, I had made a mistake in, in choosing that person. It's so interesting because in full disclosure, I was on the opposite end of the scale. I knew as an adult from the time I can remember that I am one of those rare women that did not want to have children. And my first husband, when we were down the road of getting married, we were... I. it really went far, and I, this is my first husband, whom I'm uh, divorced. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing, but I was on the opposite end of the spectrum. Interesting. Yes. And I completely hear you because I did exactly the same thing. I figured, and this is what I think happens, and correct me if I'm wrong, that um, when you're involved with someone, You can't help when you are in love to feel that they want the same things that you do. Right. It's just really hard to kind of see the forest for the trees in that way. And And you mentioned age. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You mentioned age. I actually had a friend who was in her early 30s and she and her husband were having trouble Um, they were having conflict in the marriage and he sounded a lot like my ex-husband. And I, and she had really wanted children and he did too. But I said to her, you know, you have to remember that if you have children with a man with anger issues and other issues, conflicts over your dog and you want to have children with him, God forbid you should get a divorce. You still have to deal with him all the time. Your child has half of his genes, so they have a propensity to have some of the negative characteristics that he has. So she actually did get a divorce, 
um, rather than um, having children. But I think you're right, with age, you may have a sense of urgency, but having children with the wrong person is worse than, you know, not having the option to have children at all. Are you listening, ladies? That was so profound. It's so, so true that even if, you know, it has to be something that eventually you find, you know, you have to make a choice and either do on your own or not. Brienne, do you feel that, and this is hard because you have the children you have now, that it's hard to even consider life without them, but do you feel that it would have been a, a better thing for you to have waited and had children with, and I understand you married again, like that kind of thing. Is it really that, um, and, and it's hard because, of course, you wouldn't ever give up your children for the world, I'm right. sure. So it's really hard to say, but in, if you could separate yourself from the children you have, would that have been a better choice for you in that, in that time? Sure. I mean, like you said, um, I love them so, so much and wouldn't trade them for the world, but they do have some of the emotional issues that he has. Um, and it's hard to deal with that level of anxiety and other issues that, you know, they got from, from their dad mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, had, had I chosen someone emotionally healthy who, um, really wanted children, I think my life would be a lot different. Now, I, I'm also um, have a strong faith, so I feel like, you know, I've gone my path for a reason, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. a blessing, um, but I right. do think that those types of decisions change the trajectory of your life. No, no question. I think there are two, two kind of major things in your life that precipitate a, a more an easier path, so to speak, and a more difficult path. And that is your, of course, your career and the person you marry. And then, of course, whether or not you have children. Like those three major things. But basically, who you marry in there is going to really have a big impact on that trajectory if you decide to have children. That's right. I'm in total, total agreement. And uh, to finish my story, that it is the reason that I am divorced is because this did come to a head years later. And my uh, first husband, bless his heart, was compromising all the time throughout the years. We were married a total of 11 years. And I did not realize to what degree. And because Mm -hmm. men don't have the same language, so to speak, that women have and are not as forefront in their way of expressing their their needs and desires, etc., we, like I say, we as women relate via verbalization. They relate via action. And what happened was he became very passive-aggressive in his dealings with me because he wasn't getting what he wanted and that he thought he could change my mind to get down the road because I was very upfront. I was, I do not want to have children. Do not marry me if you want to have children. Right. 
However, I'm sure looking back, and this was quite a while ago, that there were parts of me that gave mixed messages to him because every time he saw me involved with a child, because I like children, <laughs> all right. many people say to me, oh, what, you don't like children? No, no, no. I love horses too. But would I have a horse and have to go out to the barn and do what I would need to do to take care of a horse? No. So I knew that I did not want to be a mother, which is one of the most important jobs in the world, right? And that you have to want to do that like you want to do anything in your life. I mean, really want to do that. I knew that I did not want to do that. Didn't mean I didn't like children. So if he were to see me with children, he would think, oh, there's hope. Right. Right. And at the end, when we decided to divorce, I remember looking to him and I said, you knew that I did not want to have children. Why did you marry me? And he actually, a very smart guy, he looked at me after knowing me for 12 years plus, said, everyone wants to have children. Mm. (laughs) That was my reaction, Brianne. Yeah. So it was like, wow. Wow. Well, and it's hard, too, because you do think, well, and, you know, I unfortunately went ahead and, and, you know, he knew that we were trying. But when I got pregnant, you know, thinking the whole time that, oh, when he sees him or her, and then it turned out to be twins, um, he'll change his mind or Mm -hmm. when they get a little bigger or, you know, and no, that's not the case. Yes, and and I. That's so interesting that you say that because I remember the discussion on the day we decided to divorce, and I said to him, "You know, you've been really wonderful. That throughout the years, did you believe if you made me happy enough with other things, I would want to do that?" And he said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. So two people coming at it from very good places. And in in my situation, you know, it was two people just not really understanding the other and really not, it would have been best had we not married. Now, in hindsight, you know, you look at your life and you look back and you think, okay, everything happens for a reason. And it did, you know, and I I don't have a lot of regrets about that marriage. What I do have regrets about is the amount of time because I really was not seeing the forest for the trees. I, my head, I believe was in the sand and I actually did an interview with him. I guess it was, I guess it was in 2017 and anybody listening, if you want to go hear it, it's on my YouTube station. It's with my ex-husband is now a radio. Um, he was TV host. He's a radio host. And we did a fun interview about my book coming out. And we had not talked in probably, you know, wasn't adversarial, but we just hadn't talked in, in years. And it, so it was really fun. I remember saying, you know, um, John, I just... If I had the time to go over, I would do things so differently. I just didn't do it right. And he just went in his lovely male innocence. How so? Like he just, Aww. yeah, you know, he really uh, didn't see it. So, um, you know, all of us, when we're 
when we're young, you know, we, we kind of have a, and it's great. We have a feeling that, you know, things are just, you know, going to work out and probably both of you went into it in a way. It sounds like that he wanted to please you by this kind of compromise. But then when it came about, he was not capable of that kind of compromise, especially having the disorder. And I think, you know, we put a lot of pressure on men to, you know, commit and be serious about it. And um, sometimes maybe before they're ready or before they're clear. And I think we also have to take some responsibility that in order for us to have a healthy, long, and hopefully forever relationship, um, we need to be in the right place and we need to have a clear sense of what we want. And those type things like children or financial stability, I mean, it's if you meet in college and you're not sure what either of you want to do, that's different. But if you're a little bit older and you're looking for certain things, you know, there's certain things you just can't pass over or close your eyes to. So, so true because children and children are one of those things. And in hindsight, when he started intimating at just the time we were getting married that he would again want to have one child. I glossed over it. Mm -hmm. I just, because we were going down that road, we were headed. I mean, we were days away from the wedding days. And in hindsight, it would have been, wait a minute. You know, now, what if things turned out very differently? I don't think so because, and this is what's interesting, at the time and for the longest time in the beginning of our marriage, he was absolutely fine with not having children and would say to people, we're not having children because he was in a spot of building his career. And that's what our life kind of was about together and him on his own. So he was absolutely fine with that. And he was supportive of my going back to school and all kinds of things. So it was just wonderful until such time as his career got to a point where, okay, what's next? And there's a part, I believe, in marriage that sometimes two people get to that point. They may start out uh, feeling that their life is going to be one thing, and then they've achieved that one thing, and then it's okay what is next? And because we were young when we married, we were at that place of, okay, what is next? And for him, that was children. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a really, I think, a very, very big thing that sometimes you find out, and, and my, my husband really, I think, was one of those. He just assumed because I was female, I wanted children. And as he right. said, years later 11 years everyone wants children and it's I had always said from the moment we met you know I and it's been it's been a very difficult thing for me in my dating life because what happens for I think what happens for women who know which I'm a rarity a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't know and I'm certain most people want to have children I would say the majority of people it's kind of a natural normative thing so that's where in our society we get the feeling well everyone does and whether it happens or not 
is another thing, but that most everyone does. When in truth, no, not everyone does. And now we all have choices and we can actually have our life without having children where before what the pill came into play and stuff, it was very hard for women uh, in, uh, you know, our grandmother's generation. Very, very hard. It was just, right, and I think that's what made all the difference. You know, women stayed home and they had children, and then you know we're of the the generation that we did have options all of a sudden, exactly. and a lot of us wanted children because our parents had children, and I'm one of a lot of kids, and I thought, well, that's just what you do, mm-hmm. and then now I have a career, and you know, um, different thoughts about what I would have done, and and we have the freedom now and people women aren't scorned for being in the workplace they're not accused of neglecting their children so much anymore I think times have changed and mentalities have changed and it's much more accepted to just be able to say I think there probably are some women who really didn't want them but it was expected but now we have the freedom to say "Ah, I just don't think I do and that's okay yes and I think the other thing that's very difficult, and this is like kind of the rub, is that I feel there are many more men that say, well, you know, I'll have kids someday. Or, um, yeah, I guess I've always thought, whatever, you know, if my wife wants children, then okay. You know, they don't necessarily make the same kind of absolute as women are forced to make because we have mm-hmm. a timeline on it. And they don't have a timeline on it. They could have some idea, like for example, um, I always say this, that men are very, very clear in terms of their goals related to things other than relationships, meaning their careers, their advocations even, their education. They'll say, you know, they'll graph you out with mental charts and and timelines etc of when they want to finish college when they want to get their first job when they want to you know go to the you know move up the ladder etc etc but when it comes to having um you know getting married or having children they'll say oh yeah someday and Hmm. sometimes for them that someday doesn't happen unless they really want they know they want to have children then they say well i want to do that before I'm too old to play football with them or, you know, to, to play catch with them. I, I don't want to be too old to do that kind of thing. But it's right. not, it's kind of amorphous. It's not the same thing as women know by a certain age, you know, we're either going to be able to do that or we're going to have a lot of trouble doing that. And it's going to be an issue. Right. So it's very, very different again. So it is why I'm, Really take the stance for women, if it is something you know in your life, especially at a young age, it is not something to just put on the back burner and wait. It is really something to direct your life and to not spend your good time and become bonded with a man who's saying, I don't know. Right. Because that could, that could lead you down a road of wasting a lot of time that you might look back and say, oh, my God, you know, could have, should have, would have. So when right. you, yeah, when you talk now about, you know, um, red flags, I, I understand what you mean. And you now are married uh, again, Rianne? You married a second time? Well, I'm, 
I'm actually divorced again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I married a man who um, we dated for three years because I wanted to make sure this time, but he kept a lot from me. Um, one thing was he wasn't financially stable and um, he had uh, he had bipolar disorder, I came oh to find. Oh, goodness. Wow. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I missed some red flags there and anger issues. And um, he did one time say to me, though, that he would never love any other children like his own. And that should have been a red flag for me um, because he had one child who was the sun, moon and stars and treated my children much differently. Uh When did you marry him? How long after you first got divorced? Uh, Three years. Oh, wow, relatively soon. How did you meet? Mm-hmm. We met uh, actually in church, so I thought we had a pretty solid foundation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so you found out later, or did you find out when you were dating that he was struck with uh, bipolar? Well, and he actually, um, it's not completely fair to say he had it. I think he had a, a degree, um, but he had a sibling who had taken his own life as an adult who Mm. had it and his mother also had it. So Mm. he definitely had the depression Mm -hmm. um, that comes with that and some of the mania Mm -hmm. that comes with that as well. And, um, you know, he, he wasn't, um, he'd made a career change and I was able to financially support him through that. But Mm -hmm. um, I, I always had in the back of my mind that perhaps, um, if he became financially independent, he would leave, and and he did. Oh, um, wow. He the chaos of having three children was a lot to him, and he would kind of isolate, and it was really really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, I didn't want to be divorced, and I kept trying to make it work. And uh, finally, you know, we decided it wasn't going to he wanted to move out and continue to date and me and I said no that that wasn't if he chose to leave the marriage then that was that was going to be the end of it so I'm um acutely I guess attuned to certain things but I think women do get in this mindset you know where if someone has half of their checklist or three quarters of their checklist that's that's good enough and tend Mm -hmm. to make excuses. I know I did like, Oh, well he drank too much and that's why he was angry. Or of -hmm. course, because he spilled this on the floor, a child, you know, spilled this on the floor. So anyone would get angry, but it was telling one day his son went to work as a dishwasher and he had knocked, Oh, he came home that night and he said he knocked a bucket over of dirty water onto the floor and no one yelled at him. And I just thought that was so sad that he, you know, his dad had always yelled at him about things like that. And Mm -hmm. and he just thought that that was the normal reaction, not knowing that a normal reaction was, Oh, Hey, what a shame. Let's grab some paper towels and get Mm -hmm. this up, you know? Right. Right. And so how long were you married uh, to him? 10 years. And how are you now? With uh, You've been divorced for how long? Uh, three years. And how are you finding in, you know, this, the social milieu we're in now? How are you finding dating at this juncture? Um, 
I mean, I don't have difficulty meeting people. I've had two relationships for um, several months before I determined that those guys weren't right. So now mm-hmm. I, for the first time, I went online um, this year and I'm doing some rotational dating, which is really tricky, I'm finding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But, um, you know, just being extra cautious, eyes wide open as best I can. Mm-hmm. Well, I I really appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing your story. I I love when women do this because it's always, you know, um, some cautionary tale I think is, is good for anyone thinking about getting into a relationship because it is, again, one of the most important decisions of your life and that also sometimes I'm thinking now in, in terms of your story and I'm wondering, um, I know for my own, like I said about, I don't have regrets about the marriage. What I have regrets about is staying too long in what I really had, I think, an inner knowing. And I didn't listen to that inner knowing that it would have been best not to stay. And, and, and frankly, what we came down to was, I know I'm never going to keep you from doing that, which is so important to someone's life if that's what they want to do, which is have children. Uh, Because, uh, again, like my sports supposition in my book, a man is not going to leave his team, a good one. And he wasn't about to pull the trigger. It was me. I had to be the coach who was saying, okay, you're kicked off the team. And... I had to let him go do which he needed to do to have children. But the, the thing that if you are someone out there and you have that little inner knowing and time is ticking for you and either you want to have children or you know perhaps something like an anomaly like my relationship, that don't gloss over it. You know, really do some some digging and saying, hmm, do I want to do this for another two, three, five years, or do I want to face something head on now uh, because I want right. to change my life? Yeah, whether it's for right. children and or I not. Think, right, I think people, they, when you find yourself looking to others for answers, and you know in your heart all along what the right thing to do is or what you feel like you need to do for yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know you're, yourself better than anyone so you can ask all your best friends if they like the person and if they don't you can make excuses and if they do you could try to talk yourself into it but really you know and there's a reason why you're seeking someone else's opinion it's because you're you know you don't want to admit to yourself what it is so I think maintaining that connection with yourself and if you're religious or spiritual with you know a higher power or with with God that's really important to know in your heart what's right and what's not and acting on it. So true. You know, really, really true. And, uh, you know, if um, uh, you, I I definitely want to um, give you the third step in my online program, because if you're dating now, this is going to be like a game changer in online dating uh, to make sure that you get set up with the, 
the valuable man who's going to value you the way you need to be valued because you really have been through a lot. You obviously have worked on yourself uh, so much. Your daughters are lucky to have a role model like you. And um, I'm going to say that I know you're going to find a good man and have a really good relationship with because experience is the best teacher, correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again so much. And for all of you who are listening today, if you have a man in your life, you want to make sure that you are, again, making him wonder, be sure to subscribe and share. And until next time, remember, as always, make him wonder. Want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today? Why won't he commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One is available at all major book retailers. Or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at whywon'thecommit.com. Are you ready to move forward with a man who's dragging his heels? If you're ready to be completely committed and experience what it's like to have your man coming to you to make things exclusive and move towards a formal commitment, connect with Coach Paula on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, or by simply taking one of our free relationship evaluations at willhecommit.com. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.